Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Today's boss tip episode is a little bit unusual. I'm going to be speaking off the cuff a lot more than I usually do. And yes, it is about the Brett Kavanaugh, Dr. Ford Senate hearings, and I have a lot of fields about this. So if you've been looking forward to talking more about this, this is a podcast for you. If not, do you, boo. And if you've got to skip it for self-care purposes, that's actually what this episode is all about. Here's the deal. There's been a lot of ink, a lot of press coverage about women's rage. And that's great. I think it's important to acknowledge that women are pissed. I am pissed. And I think it's a totally normal and reasonable and important conversation to be enraged. But I, for one, don't explode. I implode. And I think it's important to speak up for women like me who aren't so much enraged about the situation as I'm devastated. These past few days, I've been traveling across the country for a few different events in D.C., Boston Boot Camp, and in Fresno, California. So I've been on the road solo a lot, and frankly, I've been crying a lot. I've been walking through airports crying, thinking about how many people I'm passing by might even care about Dr. Ford's testimony, about Brett Kavanaugh's seeming entitlement to this lifelong position, this this huge promotion, and how many people really care about women victims speaking out at all. I mean, online, on Facebook, I've seen everyday, normal, nice people that I grew up with, like seemingly rational, nice people who I respect saying horrible things. (laughs) I'm trying to understand where these folks are coming from and how easily they dismiss the voices of survivors or just see past this testimony from Dr. Ford and tacitly accept this male rage that was on display in terms of Brett Kavanaugh's completely unprofessional behavior, in my opinion, as someone who coaches a lot of people on how to conduct yourselves during an interview. I just don't understand why women and men alike seem to condone such rage on behalf of a a man like Brett Kavanaugh when we all know that would never be, be accepted or fly if it were to come out of a woman's mouth, that kind of behavior, that kind of vitriol, not to mention that kind of partisanship when Kavanaugh is asking to be put on the highest court in the land for a lifelong promotion that is supposed to be the antithesis of partisan politics. And so when I see things that just turn my stomach on Facebook, including I recently got into a complete and utter meltdown slash fight with my brother, who I truly love dearly, but I'm currently not speaking to because 
He felt the need, even though he believes Dr. Ford, he felt the need to come to the defense of Dr. Ford's naysayers on Facebook. And to me, that just broke something inside of me. I'm not enraged. I kind of wish I could be enraged. I wish I could be that angry. I am brokenhearted. I am disgusted. I am horrified. And I'm exhausted. At this outpouring of women who are simply begging for their humanity to be acknowledged. And in so many ways, that feels like what this is coming down to, a nationwide conversation about whether women should even be empathized with, whether our humanity and our experiences even matter. On the one side, we've got Kavanaugh's promotion and professional reputation on the line, a promotion to a lifelong appointment to the highest and most revered court in our land. This is not a a criminal investigation. He's not facing jail time. We're not pressing charges. We're not talking about punitive damages or punishment. This is about whether he has the character to become a Supreme Court justice. And on the other hand, we have women like Dr. Ford, but also others who are begging for their basic humanity to be taken into consideration, for their voices to be heard, for their perspectives on this man's character to be taken into account and at least considered as he seeks his rise to this position of such power. And to me, whether or not our nation helps this man along on his journey to power It just sends a message to so many women out there, so many millions of us who are survivors of assault, of rape, of violence, about whether or not ever speaking up about our abuses even matters, about whether we matter, and about whether powerful men should have the right and feel justly entitled to whatever it is that they want. I think that's part of the Me Too movement. I think this is wrapped up in all of that. And this, to me, is an extension of that conversation of power, of privilege, as to whether or not women's voices should even matter in discussions like this one. Because we sure as hell know that back in Anita Hill's day, her voice didn't matter when they confirmed Clarence Thomas to the Supreme Court. And now we've got a Senate committee that's mostly male and pale, That gets to decide. And I don't know what's going to happen next. I'm trying to be hopeful, but I fear that will be wasted. (laughs) I fear that we might actually still live in that same world that told Anita Hill she doesn't matter. And I am not trying to scream my way into making sense to a bunch of senators, although I'm very grateful for activists who are, especially the two women who you may have seen confront Senator Jeff Flake in the elevator, that kind of lobbying clearly matters, clearly makes a difference. And they led with their personal stories. That's what helped convince, or at least we can make some assumptions about what has led Jeff Flake to reconsider his support. And as much as I wish I could be an enraged, outspoken feminist on this, I am just trying to get by And I think it's okay to say that. I hope it's okay to say that. I hope my saying that gives you permission to feel that way or at least acknowledge if you've been feeling that way. And my goal lately has been to not allow this total shit storm of a news cycle paralyze me and allow that devastation and depression 
and re-triggering that's totally spurred on by news like this to consume me. So here's what I've been trying to do personally to cope with such a toxic news cycle and encourage you to consider adding some of these to your sustenance plan, to your self-preservation plan as this unfolds, as this FBI investigation continues to roll out before us. The first is something I undervalue, and that's good old-fashioned venting. I'm, I'm usually an action person. I'm all about doing things, making progress, slaying your goals, making a difference. And you know what? Sometimes you just need to let it out. Sometimes you don't know how to make a difference, and you just need to vent a little bit, and it, you need to get it off your chest. When I was solo traveling, I didn't have a lot of opportunity to do that. I didn't really feel like striking up conversation with strangers on the road, and I didn't want to derail all of the coaching and training work that I was doing on the road and the public speaking I was doing on the road for my own personal venting sessions. So I called my dad, who has always been the man who yells at the TV (laughs) with me, and he's the guy who got me involved in politics to begin with, and man, was it reassuring to hear from an older white male like my dad that he thinks this is as crazy as I do. And for us to just go back and forth venting every couple of days over the past week has been incredibly helpful. So don't undervalue it. Sometimes that's all you need. The second, of course, is back to action. Like find something to do, right? Find something to do that makes you feel more useful. There's not much we can do to lobby this one little cadre of senators. But if you have a senator who serves on the Senate Judiciary Committee, you better be calling their office. Even if you're not their constituent, call your friends who live in that state and have them call their senators to make their voices heard on this issue. Take to the streets. Join a rally. The hashtag Stop Kavanaugh on Twitter is helpful in finding rallies that are happening near you. For me personally, one of my favorite solutions I've seen out there, which really speaks to the campaigner that I once was, was actually done on crowdpack.org when activists raised already a million dollars in pledged donations to defeat Susan Collins if she votes for Kavanaugh. It's a really dramatic strategy, but it's brilliant. You basically give them your credit card information and say, if Susan Collins or anyone else that they're raising money like this for votes to approve Kavanaugh, you have permission to charge my card to to give this money, whatever money I'm pledging to a competitor to find and fund a competitor's campaign. And it doesn't even take effect until after the vote. This was spearheaded by the Maine, M-A-I-N-E, the state Maine People's Alliance and Mainers for Accountable Leadership, and an activist named A.D. Barkin on the CrowdPack platform. So Google that or click the link in the show notes below if you want to chip in or start your own for any of the senators that you have some sway over, that who, who you are their constituent for. But whatever it is you decide to do, do something and then move on. Because the feeling of helplessness that comes with doing nothing and venting only is unpleasant, it's unsustainable, and you're going to feel better if you know you've done something to contribute to what you want to contribute to, more than just yelling into the void that is social media. Now, back to a few self-care practices that I've been relying on to just get through the day these days. 
My favorite is listening to an uplifting or even kind of a cathartic, sad playlist. I actually made my own personal patriarchy survival playlist on Spotify, which you can listen to on the Bossed Up Spotify account. It's a public playlist. I'll link to it below as well. But if you need to come up with your own rah-rah music about injustice and overcoming it, being the boss of our lives, despite all of these horrible people being promoted up around us, do it. A little bit of music is a long way. And speaking of, my fourth coping mechanism has been getting loud. I tweeted just the other day that I felt like screaming out loud on occasion, like at least once an hour as I was just walking about doing my, doing, getting through the day, doing my work or doing my travel or whatever I was doing. And the desire to scream is actually a very primal stress-related desire. If you can, scream into a pillow or scream in a way or place that's not going to alarm anybody. Give your family members a warning. Hey, mommy needs to scream now because of the world in general. And let it out. It actually seriously helps with reducing stress. And if that's not possible, the next best thing is singing. Hit up the karaoke, bust out the karaoke machine, or play music of any kind. I am wailing on the drums tonight because that expression of getting loud really makes me feel so much better and powerful in a world that constantly feels like it's telling women to be powerless. And my ultimate coping mechanism has been to get moving. I landed in D.C. last week before boot camp and was like, oh, my God, I need to punch something. And that got me thinking, hey, let me see if there's any boxing classes nearby. So I'm an avid class pass subscriber and have been because I travel everywhere and it's easy to use to find a workout class at a bunch of different studios and pretty much anywhere I go in the United States, at least. And I took a boxing class. I thought I signed up for a cardio kickboxing class, but I showed up and this was like, there was a boxing gym, like a, a ring, a boxing ring. And I was like, I don't know what I just signed myself up for, but I had a great time. They wrapped me up and I had boxing gloves on and it felt amazing to just wail on a boxing, what, I don't even know what it's called, a, a punching bag? <laughs> That's it. Clearly I'm a novice, but... It felt really good to hit something, and I highly encourage you to find a productive, painless way to make it possible. Although I can't say painless because I was in a lot of pain for days afterwards because of how great a workout I got. So for my DC listeners, uh, I think it's DC Urban Boxing Gym. I can't recommend it enough. They were great. And then finally, get together. Once you get loud, you get moving, then get together. Going to these rallies might seem like a vanity metric. But let me tell you, being in the company of like-minded people feels good when you feel like the world is against you. So if that means having women over for wine and whining, <laughs> which maybe that should be a thing, wine and whining about injustice in the world, or getting out, going to a protest, getting involved. I'm going to drop some links for more resources in the show notes below. Getting together with like-minded people makes you feel less alone. So do it. Put yourself in the right rooms. Show up, not only for the cause, but for yourself. And for me, remembering to put my oxygen mask on so I can be an activist on a longer-term basis, so I can show up fully, so I can contribute when it matters most, 
it's kind of a hard mindset shift to make from being someone who wants to martyr themselves over injustice and draw attention to the injustice of it all. And I have to say that sometimes in a world that is so goddamn hostile towards women in such a public and unabashed way, like what we've been seeing in the news lately, the most radical thing you can do is take care of yourself anyway. Don't let the bastards get you down. Thank you for listening to today's somewhat rambling, very unscripted and unusual boss tip episode. And I wish you the best as we survive this hard time together. Let me know in the comments or on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot what survival strategies you're relying on to stay sane during what is such a horrifying time in our country. And if you've got other actions, especially quick, easy, and impactful actions that our community can take to make meaningful progress on this, share them with me. Share them in the comments section at bossedup.org slash episode 59. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men. And it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.